0: Welcome to Hey Siri, a podcast about psychology, relationships, and most importantly, piping hot tea. Sit down, take a sip, and remember to subscribe as resident pop culture expert Zochi and struggling PhD student Siri take you through the what, why, and how of relationship research and what that means for your non-scientifically researched relationships. All of this research is coming out all the time, but academic literature can be intimidating
1: and difficult to connect to real life. So let us do it for you. On today's episode, Siri and Zochi will share their at least half research based thoughts <laughs> on one of TV's most disrespected couples, Captain Raymond Holt and Dr. Kevin Cosner. So we did our first episode on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and that was on Jake and Amy. And we got through the and then research. We did yeah, episode. we got through research and we, <laughs> and we were like, crap. So we locked that one up and we did another, one e- another episode on it. And then we realized <laughs> we, uh, Captain Holt and Kevin are so incredible. They're one of the best marriages on TV. And season eight doesn't exist to me. It didn't happen no. in my brain.
0: No. It was an anomaly. It was like a, an alternate
1: universe. It was honestly- It literally it was, was. It was honestly offensive to me personally in many many ways and also um the yeah. lgbt community i think it was homophobic so <laughs> wow i think
0: mean, they did all of their relationships dirty though with the last season
1: and all their characters i don't remember who else is in a relationship i feel like charles was doing his thing with his uh, weird lady who i love uh camera re- camera her name jake and amy were really weird rosa was weird what happened to rosa she was just weird well she was oh my god we'll get to it when we get to that point in this episode but now that you're reminding me she was off the rails yeah specifically towards captain holt yeah oh my god their relationship was weird her relationship
0: with everyone was strange um in a way that i don't think was
1: like on brand yeah gina got married off already so yeah Anyway, let's, let's, you know, let's just hop right into it. Who is Captain Raymond Holt? Oh, by the way, we're not doing a a research beginning, Siri. I'm assuming you're going to pepper some research in throughout. I'll sprinkle it. I love that. So look out for the, for the sprinkles. (laughs) Captain Holt is the pragmatic, compassionate, and cool-headed captain of Brooklyn's 99th Precinct and is later promoted to deputy commissioner which according to Google, means his job duties include ensuring and perhaps enforcing regulatory compliance, reporting before administrative bodies, managing task forces or working groups, and advising stakeholders of their rights and obligations, which to be honest, I thought that was his job. What did he do before?
0: Um, The same things, but maybe, maybe on like a smaller scale, right? So he manages working groups of the... Oh, just in the 99. Right. And, like, he doesn't maybe report before the administrative bodies, but, like, to the deputy commissioner.
1: Right. Okay, no, no, I understand. My bad. My bad. My bad. We established in the previous episode, I don't know how the police force works. I don't, I don't know. We're learning. (laughs) We're doing a lot of Googling. (laughs) He is multilingual. Apart from English, he is fluent in French, Spanish, and Greek. He is also fair with Portuguese and Flemish and said multiple sentences in Ukrainian in the finale and also picked up Russian after talking to a Russian woman at a coffee stand every day for six months. He's real smart. Which is probably the best way to, yeah, he's real smart <laughs> and that's the best way to learn a language, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Though he is often teased by his coworkers and subordinates for his lack of emotional displays and facial expressions, he cares deeply about those around him and is dedicated to creating a force of change and is respected and held in the highest regard by the people around him.
0: See, that's another thing that they, like, just completely ignored and it fell apart at-
1: Yep. In the last season. Like, he fell apart. Like, all of a sudden he was, like, running off to Mexico to hang out at a resort. And it's like, Captain Holt wouldn't go to Mexico. No. And if he did go to Mexico, he wouldn't go to a resort. He'd go to like an yeah. office building. Exactly. Maybe a museum while he's there. <laughs> on like barrels or clay or something. I don't know. He did, up an art he did go to a barrel museum in the show, I think. <laughs> yeah, they did. He and his sister Debbie were born and raised in Brooklyn, New York by his mother Laverne, who was a judge on the Ninth Circuit. We never learn his father's name, nor is it ever confirmed whether or not he died or if he and Laverne had a messy divorce. But we do find out at some point during the series that as a seven-year-old, uh, Holt used to sneak into his father's study and peek at his father's antique globes as a substitute for playing with toys. This
0: series, I guess I, I'm starting to see a pattern where Brooklyn Nine-Nine doesn't like dads
1: very much. There are not a lot of dads, and they just don't even, they straight up, there's just they don't talk about them. But, like, every. they have dads as main characters who are really good
0: dads. But then yeah, every other, dad. like, affiliated dad is not great.
1: It's great. Well, Amy's dad. I like Amy's dad. I still, I think there were still some issues with her dad. Everyone's got issues with their parents.
0: Yeah, but, like. It's just a thing. Yeah, I guess. But I think this show is especially harsh on. I just, I, I think I have a problem with it because I just feel like it's lazy writing. Because it's yeah. like, you can't have all of your main characters be good dads, and then every other dad basically
1: be like, me. To be fair, Jake's mom was, you know, a very passionate and compassionate woman. I don't think she was the most responsible or best mom. From Jake's recounting of his childhood, uh, we learned some, like, straight-up concerning things about her parenting. Yeah. So maybe they just don't love parents in general. This show was rough to parents. Yeah. Holt is married to Kevin Costner. Who is Dr. Kevin Costner? I'm glad you asked. He's an intelligent, detail-oriented, and an empathetic... Oh my god, why did I say like that? <laughs> empathetic. Empathetic, prof- empathetic. It's like you in <laughs> research. <laughs> and empathetic professor at Columbia University and the head of the classics department. I don't know what's in the classics department. I don't know if it's books
0: classics
1: yeah that sounds like books probably books later (laughs) later someone steals like a medallion or something from him and i was like i thought y'all had books classics here classics department columbia they just have a lot of copies of like
0: charles dickens books i didn't spell university right that's embarrassing (laughs) department of classics the most dynamic centers for the study of classical antiquity in the united states that literally Did not answer my question. So is it not books? It's like like spinning wheels and butter churns. Oh, okay. Here we go. The department aims to encourage broad access to ancient languages. Their modern reception and participation in the field is at the crossroads of the cultural and classical life of North America. So it's like culture, language, art. I think, yeah, I think that's basically... That's basically it, right? Classical studies, art, history, and archaeology, philosophy, history, yeah. It's like,
1: all that. Cool. All that is classical studies. Good for Kevin. Smart guy. Smart <laughs> guy. We find out soon after being introduced to Kevin that he has a tumultuous relationship with the police due to decades of discrimination, disrespect, and alienation from his husband's colleagues. We don't get to learn much about Kevin's background or his family and upbringing, so I've compiled some of the details, most of the details that we find out through his interactions with the main cast storylines. He's allergic to bees. Very allergic. It's a serious problem. His whole little face is swollen. He and Raymond attend a hula hooping class together. Good exercise. That sounds fun and whimsical. Where do you find a hula hooping class? Presumably... (laughs) in the antiquities department of columbia oh my god <laughs> they have like these beautiful wooden yeah. it's part of history <laughs> living his, history his brother is the best oral surgeon in the quint state area that's a big that's a lot of states good for him i think amy goes to see him and that's how we find that out oh yes i do remember that Holt claims that his watch in the Halloween episode of season two is a gift from Kevin's father just before he died, and thus holds a great deal of sentimental value. Although this appears to be a lie, as later in the 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 Halloween heist gets crazy, (laughs) it's really wild, y'all. As later in the series, Holt says that he was very arrogant when meeting Kevin's parents for the first time and blames his overconfidence on why they do not approve of their relationship, as well as the fact that they are huge homophobes and believe Holt made Kevin gay with his quote magic genitalia. That just
0: seems like an accomplishment. <laughs> it yeah, could be, yeah. I mean, I guess it impressive.
1: could be that he lied, right? Because of the, yeah, he just wanted to make Peralta worry. About yeah, the because fact of the that heist, he lost the watch. Because I don't see someone who thinks that gay people have magic genitalia um, giving someone their watch right before you die. I would have said maybe it's like a deathbed thing, but like apparently they're still alive, so. Oh, yeah, they are still alive, aren't they? Yeah. We don't meet them, but they go see them at some point. Again, see bad parents. It's a pattern. That is rough. We love Laverne, though. Laverne is amazing. Kevin is close with his nephew, Marcus, and even set him up with one of Holt's colleagues, Rosa. We see Marcus staying with them a few times, but we stop hearing about his visits after Marcus and Rosa break up. R.I.P. Marcus. (laughs) He's not dead. He's just he's dead to the show relevant (laughs) the series starts with kevin and raymond as a married couple living in a stately home with their dog cheddar who's adorable we love cheddar are you a fan of corgis Mm, oh but i like cheddar i should edit that out (laughs) we don't want to get hate
0: (laughs) i like that cheddar speaks french (laughs) (laughs) that is very funny
1: people love corgis i know i don't
0: i guess i don't understand it that much
1: (laughs) <laughs> they just have little stumpy little legs I'm not a fan of the stumpy legs stumpy dogs. although I'm going to get a Yorkie when I do get a dog so that's know, not really the, stumpy the, the though Yorkies it's more like, like proportional, Yeah their body. <laughs> they're, just, they're all small <laughs> the first time we meet Kevin is when he invites Raymond's colleagues from the 9-9 to a soiree at the Hulse residence they say it's a party but I watched the episode it was a soiree <laughs>
0: I don't think they would throw a party, so.
1: Absolutely not.
0: They hold, or host, a soiree. Or like a salon.
1: <laughs> it was a bit big to be a salon. That's fair. No, I think you're I think you're right. It was I think a salon soiree. has to take place in your salon. Originally, it's assumed by the detectives that Captain Holt didn't want them to come at all, and his husband was making him be nice to his new co-workers. But when they arrive and meet a few people, they realize that, Raymond has asked Kevin to invite them, and that Kevin hates cops. After getting through the initial tension and awkwardness, Kevin explains that he has watched his husband be tormented by his workplace and the people he was supposed to trust and work with, and didn't think he could ever reconcile with the NYPD. The detectives are understanding and strive to form a positive relationship with Kevin, and at the end of the night Kevin and Jake play a small prank on Raymond together. It was very cute. That's legit, I think. It was where it was fun, and you know, the the prank was that Jake said, good night, Kevin, and Kev's, Kevin said, call me Kev. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, Very I like funny that, prank. and I
0: think it's like, it's, like, nice that they're kind of warming up to this relationship, but it's not right away, because, like, as a spouse, I don't see how you could not hold some degree of bitterness towards an organization that has been just, like, repeatedly really horrible to your partner.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like, you're going to internalize that sorry it should be a really long week um you're gonna internalize that are we boring like maybe even more than your partner will because you know as a person you can say well maybe I've done these things so that this is happening even if it's not true but as a partner you're just like no like you can see it objectively right like no this is not your fault
1: it's so tough and you know discrimination is really really bad right (laughs) especially to like a gay black man starting in the 70s
0: right
1: rough time although it takes a while for kevin to fully warm up to police as evidenced in the season two episode the mole when jake comes over the holt residence to ask raymond about an ongoing case and kevin answers the door yelling over his shoulder raymond your work life is here (laughs) that is funny Over the course of the series, we see more of Kevin, and he even visits the precinct a few times, but we still mostly hear about their relationship through Holt's interactions with the precinct. Like the episode, Road Trip, when Raymond reaches out to Charles for help in learning how to cook a special breakfast for Kevin for their anniversary. At the end of the episode, Raymond tells Charles he ended up making Kevin a croque monsieur, and reveals that Kevin and he shared one on a rainy afternoon in Paris on their first anniversary, and that it is one of their most treasured memories. See, this is like, like, this is why they're like a perfect couple.
0: Legit. It's adorable.
1: Yeah.
0: It is so, like, it ha- it's so thoughtful. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that that was such an important moment for him, and it's, like, a simple moment, but I was, like, they were there together, and that he went and really, like, he asked for help on doing this because he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to do it alone, and so put all yeah. that effort into it. Like,
1: And he wants it to be really good.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like, that is so sweet, especially because they've been together for so long at this point, and he's still yeah. doing these things.
1: It's so sweet! Ah! I just died for them. In the Season 2 episode, The Wednesday Incident, Raymond comes to work in a bad mood, and Jake, determined to prove he's not the cause, starts investigating with Gina, who has a good relationship with Holt and his husband. They start with Kevin, who assures them that when Raymond left for work, he was in a great mood, and begrudgingly agrees to help them retrace Raymond's steps that day. Together, Gina, Jake, and Kevin talked to all the people Raymond would have seen before work, such as Diane, his fencing partner, and his fellow painters.
0: This like, He does so many fun things. Right. I was like, wow, he has a really vibrant life. Like, I was like, I, like, don't, well, I do know some people who have this, but, like, personally, I'm like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of hobbies. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. You. However, when they talk to his fencing partner, Kevin finds out that Holt hasn't been there since last Wednesday. He leaves and is upset as Holt has been said, oh god, he leaves and is upset as Holt said he had been fencing and he had lied to him. Suspicious. Why are you lying about your whereabouts? You don't think it's suspicious that your partner tells you they're going someplace and they're not going there?
0: No, I think it's suspicious, but if you trust your partner right, your first thought should just be like oh i'm gonna go ask them about this which i think right kevin did say he was gonna go ask colt about yeah this. he's
1: like i need to talk to my husband
0: right so that's healthy like like your first thought shouldn't be like oh my god this is so like weird and suspicious and they must be doing something wrong it's like oh like gentle curiosity like hmm, i wonder what's going on here <laughs>
1: Jake later thinks that Holt was mugged and goes to tell Kevin. However, Holt comes in and reveals he had fought the men off and was lightly stabbed (laughs) as a result. It was just a bit of scratch. (laughs) Kevin is annoyed that Holt lied to him, and Jake leaves after being reprimanded by Holt. Later, Kevin comes back with Holt and gives Gina and Jake some still-life paintings of a gray rock that Holt has done as a thank you. So they made up. They're good. Yes. It's very precious. I would love to have a gray rock. It was a very good rock. Best gray rock painting It It's very seen. good. Yeah. It was very upbeat. <laughs> Loved it. Kevin and Raymond attend Charles' father's wedding in the episode Boyle and Eddie Wedding, and during the reception, Raymond remarks that he might like to have a more public expression of their love, as their wedding was short since they didn't know how long gay marriage would be legal for. What does that mean? Like I feel like I, I don't even know what that means. So their wedding was literally at the courthouse in front of an officiant And he was basically just like, do it as fast as you can. We just want to get married. They're going to, what if they say, what if they take it back? We'll already be married. Oh, I'm just dumb. I thought he meant short,
0: like literally the wedding ceremony was short because.
1: No. I don't
0: know because they didn't want to put too much effort into it in case gay marriage wasn't legal for much longer. But that That makes sense.
1: I mean, kind of, yeah. They did uh, hop in there and then he was like. In fact, I wish the officiant had been more efficient. <laughs> it's good to share a sense of humor. It's it's great, but yeah, no, their wedding was very quick because they, no, they that thought that gay marriage was going to be repealed pretty soon. Literally, just expediency, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> Kevin tells him that if they had had a bigger ceremony, he would have never heard Holt's efficient officiant quip, and Hold agrees that he regrets nothing. <laughs> In season three we find out that Kevin and Raymond play squash together competitively when they ask Charles to play on Raymond's team in Kevin's place as Kevin has to leave for Sarbonne for six months. yet another hobby. Yeah, get another hobby and also Kevin is so interesting he's going to teach in Sarbonne for six months. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: No, but that sounds right, right Like this is a highly esteemed professor. Usually you're gonna go abroad for some extent of mm-hmm. time.
1: They're literally, are just the coolest, like, most amazing, most interesting couple in the entire world. Yeah, they're, like,
0: super they're cool. They're
1: and I love them. In season four, the Nine-Nine crew has been demoted to night shift, and we see some tension begin to form between Kevin and Raymond due to their stressful new schedule. Okay, but see, th- that doesn't make sense to me, because it's like, okay, like, I'm ac-
0: in academia. I know what it's like to be a professor. Like, you're going to have stressful schedules, and then also studying abroad or teaching abroad, you're going to have a stressful schedule as a police officer you're gonna have a stressful schedule like this didn't come up in the first 15 years of their
1: marriage it's true I think being on a night schedule is very difficult for many different reasons and it does cause a lot of stress in your life just like the lack of sleep the lack of sleep and the lack of social time because You're sleeping when everyone else is having fun. I mean, I used to be a baker, (laughs) which is not exactly the night shift, but it's the early, 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 early day shift, and it was awful.
0: I can see that. I will say, like, most fights or a lot of fights in, when you look at couples' conflict, like, really, really, and, like, they'll even say this, come down to, like, sleep. We didn't get enough sleep.
1: We didn't sleep at the same time. Like, I wanted to sleep and they didn't. Mm -hmm. It's rough. Yeah. In the episode Skyfire Cycle, Raymond brings a math problem called the Monty Hall problem. Oh, wait. Also, in season four, so Holt had just gotten back from being in witness protection also. Oh, that's true. Yeah,
0: that's going to be especially rough. And
1: then right after that, he gets put on night shift and then never gets to see Kevin, basically.
0: That's something they didn't really... Did they really address that, like, the impact of the witness protection program and the relationship between Holt and Kevin?
1: Oh, no, only Jake and Amy, really. That's a, I feel like that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, really.
0: Especially because
1: of, maybe, I don't know.
0: They wasted a lot of this, so I really think they should have focused on um, Holt and Kevin's relationship more throughout <laughs> the entire series. Like Honestly, I, I think the
1: show should be about Kevin. And yeah,
0: no, Holt. I agree with that. <laughs>
1: In the episode Skyfire Cycle, Raymond brings a math problem called the Monty Hall problem to Amy and Rosa, telling them Kevin had decided to ruin their first dinner together in two weeks by being bad at math and refusing (laughs) to admit it. I ruin a lot of dinners by being bad at math. Honestly, though, to be honest, with peace and love, that sounds like a sentence that you would say about your husband. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You would come to us with, like, a math problem and be like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's real.
1: Amy attempts to show Raymond how Kevin reached his conclusion, but after being scolded by him harshly, Rosa steps in and asserts that Kevin and Raymond's issue isn't the Monty Hall problem, it's the night shift keeping them apart, and advises they, quote, bone. Raymond is furious at the implication, but when he comes in the next day, the Monty Hall problem has been solved, but not with math, much to Amy's dismay. (laughs) That's very real. In season five, we get to see a lot more of Kevin, first in the episode two turkeys, when he and Raymond are in the 99th precinct with an English walnut pie. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that, but it sounds delicious. It, I, does it? Really? I
0: love pies with nuts in them. I don't like pies with fruit in them. Is this a real thing? Oh, English walnut pie versus pecan pie. I love pecan pie. Oh, it's just kind of like a pecan pie.
1: That seems fine. But with English yeah, walnuts. Yeah, i eat that with some, like, with it some looks ice delicious. cream. delicious. Yeah. Right. Well then, with an English walnut pie that they got at the Cottage Inn in Saratoga Springs after their annual drive upstate. They planned to bring it to Kevin's parents' house that night for Thanksgiving. Kevin describes the pie as the finest sweet treat on earth, even better than a plain scone. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally don't
0: understand how you could eat a plain scone.
1: Are there plain scones? I've only seen them with stuff in them. Right? How could you eat them without stuffing them? <laughs> Later on, however, isn't
0: that just like a biscuit?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's just a plain scone is just like sad. <laughs> it's just a pile of like sad. Yeah. Little, oh, little. And butter. <laughs> Later on, however, the pie goes missing, prompting Raymond to accuse Rosa, Terry, and Charles of stealing it. Although it is later revealed that it was Kevin who took the pie and threw it out, admitting that he hated the pie and knew his parents would (gasps) too. Which could result in them treating Raymond even worse, and that Kevin wanted to protect his husband. So their relationship is still not great. Um, I don't know. Like... With his parents. Oh,
0: yeah, no. I was about to say, like, no, that's obviously not good.
1: Yeah, that's not great. When Raymond asked why Kevin didn't just tell him that he hated the pie, Kevin confesses that he loves their trips to Saratoga Springs and didn't want that to stop. So Raymond suggests that they still continue to make the yearly trip, but just don't get the pie anymore. And Kevin agrees.
0: This is so real, because I think that, like, there's that fear of, like, well, if I bring up, like, this problem, (laughs) then maybe there'll be, like, an overcompensation. But right in, like, a good relationship, bringing up a problem will just be, like, come help the two people come to a solution, but this just seems like a
1: very, like, <laughs> this feels very real to me. Right, and we find out that he's sort of been, like, throwing the pies away all the, t- the whole time, and so, like, Holt has just been thinking, like, damn, he really, he really loves those. We can't, we don't even have the leftovers He's putting them away. long after. I <laughs> think <laughs> I was just like, I just really like the, the drive. It's nice. Saratoga Springs is nice. We find out in the episode Bad Beat that Raymond suffers from a gambling addiction, and the only reason he stopped gambling was because of how much difficulty it caused in his relationship and how much it hurt Kevin.
0: Yeah, which I think says a lot because, like, addictions are so, so difficult mm-hmm. to beat and so hard on family.
1: They yeah. made it through that because they're I amazing know. and they're perfect together. They are. In Safe House, Raymond, previously forming a deal with the Mafia boss, Seamus Murphy, comes back with consequences, and after sabotaging a massive drug transport, the Mafia threatens Raymond and his family, and Kevin is forced to move into a safe house guarded by Jake. Kevin is unable to work or do research and has to put his writing on hold, so Jake takes it upon himself to show Kevin every Nicolas Cage movie. I can't remember, like, maybe they couldn't have internet or something because they could track that. Well, yeah we I kinda... think it probably
0: was that they they couldn't have internet. yeah, we were and like it seemed
1: as if they were just in an empty apartment building somewhere in New York with like a TV and a dVD player
0: right, and when you do like academic writing of any kind, like you can't just put pen to paper. Right. that would be bad. <laughs> it would be not very well cited. <laughs>
1: While things go as well as they can at first, after two months, Murphy is still not caught, and Kevin and Raymond get in a vicious fight over Kevin going to the library with Jake for two hours. Jake agrees to take Kevin to the library against Raymond's wishes, and Kevin confides in Jake that he's doubting whether he and Raymond's marriage will last once this is all over.
0: But, like, I don't know, that seems weird to me, too, because it's like, you know, I feel like you can extend. Well, I guess the stress is so high for Kevin, and he's
1: so isolated. I think that that's what it is. I think it's been two months. That's enough into a lockdown that you know that you start to not be able to see an end to it. Right. Now that we've all experienced lockdown. But you don't we even have like anything. anything. <laughs> like it's we just you and know. a house. I'm sure how bad this would be. With
0: one person. Yeah. No, I get that. Because I was, was going to say, like, you have to have some empathy for your partner. But it's like, mm-hmm yeah kevin is going a little like stir crazy things are really rough Mm -hmm. at this point for him not as much for holt who is able to go about his daily life to some extent
1: exactly also you know i wasn't gonna say it but i am gonna say it holt did make a deal with a mafia boss and then fuck up a giant drug trade for them which obviously he had to do but Kevin didn't make those decisions. Right. He's, like,
0: suffering because of something that his partner did.
1: And he already doesn't like cops or the cop life. Right. So it's hard when it impacts his life so much, his work so much, everything so much. And he's like, I didn't even like this in the first place. Right. When Raymond and Jake are captured by Murphy, however, he rescues them by driving through a wall, knocking out Murphy's henchmen, and throat-punching Murphy himself. It was honestly badass. He also gave him, like, medical advice after he, like, caved this man's windpipe. We love him. In the season 6 episode, The Bimbo, we see more of Kevin's professional life and find out that Raymond has some of his own tensions and insecurities surrounding Kevin's professional life. Namely, Kevin's colleagues see Raymond as Kevin's trophy wife and think of him as less intelligent, or as Raymond says, a bimbo. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see this. Like, when oh, you're... So funny. I don't know. Especially
0: in a like, school like Columbia, I can totally see this kind of elitist mindset. Not that I'm saying right that if you're in Columbia, it's the elitist
1: mindset, but it's... Not that we're saying that we've heard that people from Columbia are totally elitist. It's like That's just a totally random rumor that goes around for no reason. <laughs> it
0: facilitates that environment. And I can see how like a police officer is not given the same i guess regard in
1: it by like faculty right jake finds himself caught in an awkward situation when kevin orchestrates a secret meeting with him in the bathrooms at the 9-9 and asks him for help on a case of theft within kevin's department jake asks why kevin asked him for help and not his husband and kevin tells him that raymond tends to be overprotective when it involves anything with him which yes, I think we
0: know from that. the from the them having to be in
1: lockdown. Yes. <laughs> we just saw that, Kevin. <laughs> While Jake remains still unsure, Kevin does a Nicolas Cage impression because remember they watched all those Nicolas Cage movies together. Shout out to the lockdown once again. <laughs> Causing Jake to agree to take the case. I do like Kevin being on the show more. Yeah. It's very fun to have him.
0: He's a fun character.
1: And it means we get more of him and hold, which I can never. Just, I was about to say we yeah, can, can never see get enough More of, of those
0: like relationship
1: dynamics and <laughs> yeah. Raymond enters the bathroom after this moment, asking Kevin about if he wants to get them concert tickets, which uh, uh, another fun thing.
0: They're yeah. always doing
1: things together. They're very cultured. <laughs> in his attempt to have Raymond not notice that Jake is hiding in the bathroom and to get Raymond to leave the bathroom, Kevin rushes in telling Raymond that any seating in any section in the first tier will work. I still threw the first here in there. <laughs> While they're in, in one of Kevin's classrooms investigating, Kevin and Jake are caught by Raymond, who reveals that he easily found out about Kevin and Jake's secret investigation because he knows Kevin would never sit in any section of a concert. Honestly, though, like, real. <laughs> Kevin says he might and that he's flexible, and Raymond, ca- Raymond tests his bluff by slowly inching closer to clicking on a purchase for seats in the center-left section <laughs> of the concert. Kevin cracks, obviously, and admits Mm -hmm. to Raymond that Jake is helping him with a burglary at the university and that he asked Jake not to tell Raymond. Raymond asks Kevin if this is about Kevin being embarrassed of him, especially during what happened at the Classics Department's holiday party. We do see a flashback of that holiday party, and uh, Holt, like, accidentally misnames some sort of painter or something and gets corrected. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. And then he, like, loses his shit. (laughs) trying to, like, overcompensate, being like, oh, I was mixing him up with this other famous painter that, you know, did this and this and this and this and this, and and, uh, then he, like, spills a drink on himself or something. That is so real, though, because it's, like, it's fine to get something wrong.
0: It's fine to, to like, embarrass yourself. But then, like, the way you react to it determines how you come out in the situation. If you, like, make a joke out of it, like, you laugh, you're, like, easygoing, like, that can honestly... Make people like you more because they know that you're the type of person who can take a joke and like make fun of themselves sometimes.
1: Right. Oh my goodness! <sighs> so Kevin clarifies that it wasn't what Raymond said, but that when Dean Wesley Allister pointed out his mistake, Raymond lost his mind and caused a quote kerfuffle.
0: It was a big. Ker- is there something bigger than a kerfuffle? I kerfuffle, mean,
1: all caps. It is a great use of the word a kerfuffle. Scene. <laughs> a scene. You're causing a scene. <laughs> caused a scene. <laughs> At the end of the episode, Kevin stands up for Raymond when he is criticized by the Dean, saying that he is as smart as any of his fellow professors, but chooses to use his intelligence to make the city a better place, and that he hopes that he can live up to his standards one day. Very cute. Uh Yeah. Because we love them, and they're the most perfect couple ever. They are,
0: and, like, everything, like, that we've reviewed so far, it's like, yeah, they've had rough patches, but again, like, and I have, like feel like this bears repeating. Every relationship is going to have rough patches, every single one. And it's like the way that you get through them that determines the stability and longevity of your relationship. And everything they've done is like just work together and compromise and really make sure that they're working things out and reconciling.
1: And no matter what, they are always respectful and loving and kind yes. to one another.
0: And yeah, they consider And consider each like, other's
1: feelings and well-being.
0: Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, in all of these disagreements or conflicts that they have, like, they're putting the relationship goals first and not getting stuck in their, you know, their personal goals. So, I mean, that's what's going to keep moving them forward.
1: Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, if your partner is respectful and supportive to you, and honestly, I feel like all of their relationship kerfuffles have been, like, truly understandable oh yeah like that's stressful all these things none they of them have been stressful. like petty you know exactly and there's never any like contempt for each other and they never like just like not talk about things like they have good communication
0: they do yeah They're amazing. that's so true i didn't even think about that but that is so important
1: yeah in season eight the writers of brooklyn i-9 and nbc decided that love doesn't exist <laughs> we begin the final season Finding out that Raymond and Kevin have separated.
0: It's so bizarre. It's like it's like in an, in an alternate dimension dream world.
1: This is homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do it's that? It literally, it just came out of
0: absolutely nowhere, which is why it was so strange.
1: Literally in some of the dumbest storylines of all time. We see Raymond trying out flirting, which made me vomit, and even downloads a dating app at the insistence of a freshly dumped Rosa.
0: Yeah, okay, so, like, there is a couple other things in the first few episodes that I wanted to point out, which is, like, first of all, like, Holt changes fundamentally as a person, which was really strange. Like, all of a sudden, he was, like, really chatty, and, like, he was showing his emotions, and he was, like, you know like using all these facial expressions um, and that was constant and that was really weird and you can't just say like oh he changed because of the separation because first of all there was no impetus for the separation mm-hmm. there was nothing leading up to it and then second of all you don't change as a person like fundamentally because of mm-hmm. something like that I think unless like there was something seriously wrong which we knew that there wasn't yeah. and it was just so strange and then like yeah every single action he took from there on out like was also really strange and i guess you could justify it by saying like oh he like had just broken up or separated from his partner like 20 years but then it's like okay but why though Yeah,
1: there's no explanation except like things were difficult and like and it's just it's there was never an explanation right like ever it's so lazy that if you're gonna be this lazy do not put out a last season. Let yeah. the season you put out be the last season. Yeah. If you are getting so lazy that for no reason you decide that a, the show's one of the show's most perfect, impenetrable like healthy stable. relationships ends it's so off screen. Excuse
0: me? And like also just I don't know, they like went they went for the separation angle which we know from one of the other episodes we did on separation friends. like usually people go through yeah when we did when we looked at friends usually people choose separation like if there's kids involved or they have to deal with like legal stuff well i mean there's cheddar <laughs> well that's true or if there's like an addiction issue things where it's like you know either there's something tying them together in their relationship that's really important and difficult to figure out or they they don't want to separate there's like a drug issue that's causing like a real problem otherwise like full grown adults without children they don't like they generally don't separate they, just get, they divorced. just get divorced right right so this was really strange like what was there some sort of drug alcohol issue going on, like, there's really nothing else. I mean, we know he
1: gambles, but we haven't seen any of that since that episode. Yeah, but literally, they break could have back back.
0: that. Like, that would at yeah. least be, it doesn't make, doesn't make sense, right? Why not just go, if they're sure, for the divorce process?
1: Nothing about anything that happened in the eighth season it makes sense. Yeah. Because also, why would Rosa, who loves Kevin and Raymond and knows them both very well, suggest that Holt just, like, Fuck him and move on, download Tinder and get back on in back in the game. It makes no sense. Well also I guess I was confused about why Holt was staying with Rosa.
0: They just acted like that was the obvious choice, but I don't know, I I guess I wouldn't see that as maybe the obvious yeah, choice. I guess everyone else has kids. Yeah, but they also have extra rooms. Like Terry and um Sharon. Boyle both oh. live in houses. That would have extra rooms right maybe not i mean it's new york
1: space is kind of hard true. to come by
0: but also like why would he stay with rosa i just feel like holt would be the type of person who would just like get an apartment like he or like a hotel has his own salary yeah like
1: why wouldn't he stay in a hotel
0: yeah he's an intensely private person which
1: i mean we don't see in this mm-hmm. <laughs> in this season so stupid oh yeah after finding out that Raymond is going to begin dating again, Kevin runs to him at the precinct in the rain and Raymond meets him outside. In a teeth-pullingly frustrating scene, we see Kevin and Raymond getting back together, both apologizing for their mistakes and shortcomings and promising to do better together. Kevin admits he was spurred to get Raymond back when he couldn't stand the thought of him with anyone else, and Raymond confesses that he was only the entertaining online dating for Rosa and could never be with anyone but Kevin. But that's like not
0: something that Holt would do. He would not entertain online dating for someone else. No, nor would
1: he do any of this. Kevin I'm sorry, you can't convince me that Captain Holt has a smartphone. You literally cannot. No, I don't see that. Like you're lying if he's you're lying to yourself if you think he has a smartphone. <laughs> no, and he wouldn't even go on dating yeah, this whole
0: last season was so strange. There was nothing leading into it. It was out of character the entire time. It wasn't really resolved satisfactorily. And it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. The relationship change does not make sense. Things don't happen like this. Like, I'm not going to say it never happens, but I would say generally you can expect your partner to be about the same person that you, they've always, like, like people don't really change mm-hmm. but mentally that much, right? Yeah. So that's part of the problem of, like, thinking, going into a relationship thinking, oh, I can change them. It's like, no, you can't. People are basically who they are. Yeah. So that's why this is really weird. Like, you get, you get used to it. You, you learn how to, how to work with other people better. Yeah. But... It was really strange.
1: It was just so random, and it doesn't make any sense. I and mean, it's it's hard, it's hard to even, like, talk about because it's, like, a, at every single point, you end up at a wall because you're, like, there's no lead up to this. There's no foreshadowing. Yeah. There was nothing in their relationship that could make us believe that they would just separate like this and then get back together right afterwards for no reason. And then, like, because they're causing a scene. Right. but Also, Neri, okay, Neri, she- sorry, I'm checking something really quick. Neri, three seasons ago in season five Holt and Kevin shake hands as Kevin leaves the precinct and Kevin refers to it as PDA you're telling me they're making out in the rain
0: literally literally like again people don't change like that's not this is not gonna happen but this is what's so strange to me right so like this is season eight the transition from Fox to NBC that happened like season five,
1: right? Yeah, they got canceled after season five and then the rest of the series were pretty garbage.
0: Right, but but Holt and Kevin were normal until yeah. season eight. What happened literally? I think what I writer did this?
1: To be honest, I what I honestly think is I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> to be honest, what I honestly think is um <laughs> No, what I think happened. I'm sorry, are you speaking honestly right now? Because I can't (laughs) tell. I'm telling the truth. (laughs) Honestly. So, what I think happened, honestly, truly, is that Jake and Amy had a baby. That was their last big storyline. They're out. They they were like, shit, we got cleared for 10 more episodes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Huh. It can't all be the Halloween heist. Can we pull a How I Met (laughs) Your Mother where we just make it one day as the final season? No, okay. So have Kevin and Holt break up. Yeah. It's like, fuck you guys. Just end the show. That's yeah. just. Ugh. I will say, though, like, I did,
0: when I was, like, rewatching season eight, I did see some foreshadowing for Jake um, becoming a stay at home dad that I think I guess, like, missed the first time around because I was so mad about Kevin and Holt. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But like there was some like some foreshadowing there. I don't think it was good, and it was rushed, and it was weird. Um, but there was no nothing for what happened with um, Kevin and Raymond in last season. Absolutely right. nothing.
1: It's so stupid. Apparently the end of the series going to couples therapy. I couldn't make myself watch it again. That's not an end though, because like they went to couples therapy before, and obviously
0: like it didn't work for them.
1: And it's also like, which, you know,
0: you can go to couples therapy more than once, that's not what I'm saying, but like, there's, there comes a point, right, when you have to decide oh, this is reconcilable or this is not, and usually couples therapy will help you get to that point. Well,
1: it's also like, we take a look at all of the relationships on the show, and all of their parents' relationships on the show, and we see Kevin and Holt's relationship, and it's like, do the writers of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and NBC not think that love and healthy long-term relationships and marriages exist?
0: I don't... Well, they don't know how to write them convincingly. (laughs) Because I also noticed in the last season, I was, like, watching Jake and Amy, and I was like, this has... Their
1: relationship has so little chemistry that, like, you would think they were strangers. I never thought that they had chemistry. Never. That's what made me so mad. It's because Amy had such amazing chemistry with other people on the show. (coughs) Rosa! Like, literally... And and that's why it was, I guess, so disappointing, because, like, despite the fact
0: of who they were and that they were not into PDA, and they, both Kevin and Holt, are very, like, straightforward people, like, they still managed to figure out a way to have them exude chemistry throughout the first seven seasons. Mm-hmm. They're so perfect for each other.
1: And you know what? Now that we're, like, laying it all out on the table, like, their whole lives, I... I feel like we were robbed for having never seen Kevin interact with Laverne. And even more so, for not seeing Kevin interact with fucking Debbie, my queen. Mm. Give me... I want the show to be about them! I want to see Kevin hanging out with Laverne and Debbie. Like, oh my god. That's true. I would have liked to see that. I feel like we did see a lot of a lot of the characters' families. Ugh. Also, I found out during my research that Raymond has a tattoo on his back of Kevin's head on Cheddar's body. <laughs> how the fuck can you write that and then decide that these men would ever, ever break yeah, up? basically. That's ridiculous! <laughs> you would never walk away from a, t- from a relationship with that tattoo. No. I mean, how could you? you die you with could that never person. You another relationship again. No one would ever <laughs> love you again. <laughs> no! Honestly, I just... They did us dirty, and it was cheap, and I hated it, and, um... Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I think that they tried was... to pretend like it was constructive because they we were running couples therapy, and they tried to pretend it was, like, funny or sweet, like, the whole making each other jealous thing, but, like, I just personally... Like, so jealousy is, like, the number one cause of domestic homicide. I don't like jealousy. Oh, shit. I don't... I... I'm really, really against it because jealousy is rooted in insecurity, and that's never a good look. <laughs> and so I really didn't like this. Voice.
1: Sounds crazy. Yeah. It's also just like, Kevin doesn't know what Tinder is. No. No. Okay, first of all, they got together in the 70s. I got, they got
0: together, together with... well,
1: before. I, I don't think they got together before the 70s. I think they're before older the than parents.
0: Yeah, like, I got together with my husband in, like, 2013. And even back then like online dating or like dating apps were not as big a deal like I have no idea what what dating apps are like like mm-hmm. how can you expect someone who literally was in a committed relationship that they've been in since the 70s to like be like oh cool like I'll just jump on them dating apps
1: yeah you would never ever Ugh. and also just everything about it is against his character I'm furious I'm furious at this yeah it was really really not cool so, scientifically, we say that this isn't an, uh, an improbability? Literally. Because, again, like, honestly, people
0: don't change. They don't change like this. Relationships That's a good don't lesson. change like people this unless don't there's change. like an outside force, right? Like drug addiction or gambling addiction or, I don't know, an affair. But, like, which would never happen. Which would. And didn't happen, apparently. Yeah. This was just, like, really sudden and really strange and, like, or, okay, a psychotic break. This could cause something like this, but, like, none <laughs> of that was... They both had a psychotic break. Literally, I'm, like, I was thinking in my head, like, oh, I wonder if one of them had a psychotic break.
1: But, like, that was never... The equally. writers had a psychotic break. Seriously, they did. Honestly, also, their relationship is so amazing that when you Google... Like, why did Captain Holt and Kevin separate? The first thing that comes up is the Monty Hall problem, because that was, like, their biggest fight.
0: Yeah. Which was solved in a
1: day. It's so ridiculous. With a little bit of quality time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking... I'm reading right now. They don't really, like... They don't really give an explanation of why they separated at all.
0: Okay, so this is my thing. Like, you mentioned at the end that, like, they, they got together and, like, they kissed in the rain and they both apologized for their mistakes and shortcomings. Like... those things you don't just realize all of your partner's shortcomings all at once like I know my partner's shortcomings everyone
1: does like you know them that it's fine they kind of low key oh my god what so the only reason really that he gives Holt tells Amy after the summer of 2020 because this is you know around when the show is coming out It's been a tough year to be a black man and a police captain and a human. What about that means that you divorce your husband? Okay, but, like, that's when you should be leaning on your husband? You can't tell me that Kevin wasn't supportive and compassionate and empathetic towards Hold and, like, was there for him in whatever way he could be. Like, what, what, what about being in such a stressful situation and having such a difficult year makes you want to shed one of your comfort systems? literally like that's the thing it's like
0: really these relationships these committed relationships are, av- are are a source of support and it's someone you can rely on and someone who knows you like you're not going to want to give that up
1: during one of the toughest periods of your life and i hate that that suggests like it almost implies that kevin was just like this is too much for me the whole cop thing and i got to go which which is disgusting also, it
0: doesn't make sense because if Kevin was the one who left, why did Holt have to stay with Rosa?
1: Like, exactly. I just feel like, yeah, exactly. I just, I like every every single point you go down. It just, it's like, well, it's because it's nonsense. <laughs> I want like a letter from the writers because I want to
0: figure out what in their heads they came up with, if anything, because I wonder if they did actually come up with the reason for why their marriage like answer for this literally explain yourself I need someone with a twitter to add them because I don't have twitter
1: I don't think they'd answer because they know and they're embarrassed they were like we wanted to get the money the last season we would nothing to write about googling it
0: there's really nothing out there like why did nothing not that I can
1: find yeah oh,
0: ridiculous. yeah
1: I don't like this at all The problem with the Holt and Kevin storyline. The one problem? (laughs) Uh Yeah, it's so dumb. And everyone's basically just talking about how dumb it is. Oh, actually, I take it back. They weren't making out in the rain because apparently they never, ever kiss on the show. See, that's in character,
0: and I do appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. (sighs) There's, like, nothing. It's just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the Wikipedia says at the beginning of season eight, Col- Holt and Kevin were separated as a result of hardships they endured in 2020, but that still doesn't answer the question for me. Really. What hardships? Well, like, well, we, we know the obvious. hardships, but it's like, why would the hardships drive them apart when we know that they're a stable.
1: Exactly. It's like, what in their relationship became a hardship? Is right. What I'm, like, you know, like, where were the hardships in their relationship? That makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. No, it was, it was,
0: like, very strange. I don't know. I was not a fan. I don't agree with it. I don't think it was realistic. I'm disappointed because you build this really amazing relationship and then you act like, I mean, the writers acted like it was just nothing. And it's like, okay, but we deserve representation and like depictions of stable LGBTQ relationships.
1: Between adults, yeah, specifically between older o- couples. Yeah, older adults. Like, like we deserve. There to are see a lot that. of like young LGBT couples, but there are not a lot of. Well,
0: like, and also I feel like a lot of the LGBTQ relationships we see, um, yes, they're between younger couples, but also like I mean, like most relationships we see on TV, like they're not very stable.
1: Right, they're a bit fraught. Like there's never been a gay Helen Lois. Exactly. And this was just such Honestly, a... I feel like a lot of people would say Mitch and Cam, and that's hilarious, because I think they're a really dysfunctional I thought couple. they were really
0: dysfunctional. They were hilarious, but, like, they weren't like, super stable. Yeah,
1: their, their hilarity came from them being dysfunctional, and also very bad parents, like, straight-up bad parents. <laughs> and also, just, like, like, you know, we talked about before, there are like, high-conflict couples
0: who flourish in situations like that, but that's not necessarily, that's like, a minority, and you can't hold them up and be like, no, look, see, like, this is fine, like, Right, <laughs> that's not what most people are going this is to just ridiculous. experience.
1: Yeah, and child-free couples, because honestly, I feel like TV really treats child-free couples in a much more cavalier way. Yes, and it's like, well, what if, what if Marcus wasn't, you know, their their nephew but their son? Well, how would this re- storyline work out? Right. This is.
0: I mean, this is what I don't like, and I think like we have a problem with not treating friendships as serious as romantic relationships and then we also have a problem with not treating childless romantic relationships as serious as romantic relationships and involve children and it's like at the core of it right like you know people can choose to be in relationships with someone without the responsibility or I guess like I don't know how you call it like not burden but you know what I mean of having children Like tethering tether yeah you can literally choose to keep yourself tethered together like Mm -hmm. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah. We don't, we don't encourage that, by the way, here at the Hey Siri podcast. Child-free relationships? No, staying together for your children. Oh, yeah, no, we don't. I don't think it works out. No, we're not in favor of child-free relationships. If y'all don't pop out some (laughs) fucking babies. Get divorced. No, we are in favor of child-free relationships. We love child-free relationships. Y'all are saving the environment, honestly. Honestly, y'all Seriously. can eat as much Nutella as you want because you're saving rainforest by not having children. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. You can you don't need to drive a Prius or nothing. You just you got you you're good. That's true. Good job. But I mean also like I mean Also you make Elon Musk angry and that is a positive.
0: Yeah. But on I, mean, I I I do want to say like right like it's really really shows commitment above and beyond and strength above and beyond when you're choosing to be with someone even though like like there's no reason right but it's just like no i want to fight to make this relationship last not fight i hate when people say that because i really don't like the idea that it's hard to keep relationships together because advocate on behalf of your relationship thank you like keep making those small actions to keep things going this is another thing and i just say that i actually i realized right now i didn't like about the last season there's a narrative, and I'm about to say something a little controversial, but I oh. see it a lot in, like, really Christian relationships, Uh-oh. where it's like, yeah, relationships are hard, and you have to fight to make them
1: work, and they're going to be difficult, but, like, you know. No, see, those people stay together for their children, and we just said we do not support Literally,
0: that. it's like, people, relationships are not supposed to be hard all of the time like I said you oh, can yeah. have rough patches but like overall it's like the Gottman's five to one rule you want five positive things for every one negative thing like it shouldn't be a battle to stay together
1: yeah. honestly if you want to make your relationship work then do it if you don't want to but feel a sense of obligation to do so yeah maybe just uh maybe just uh look inward with yourself have a quick conversation with God thank you and that's why all of this like
0: Oh, we'll go back to couples therapy. Oh, like we'll do this. Oh, we'll do that. Like in Raymond and Holt's relationship, it's like okay, but sometimes you need to just take a step back and be like, okay, but is this working? And if not, what can we like? What is the next step?
1: Dumb. Yes.
0: <laughs> it was
1: dumb. So stupid. It was lame I can't ass. Handle this. It was so lame ass. It was weak ass. Everything ass. It was straight up ass. It was just—it was was half ass. It wasn't even a full ass.
0: You couldn't even write us a full
1: ass. (laughs) Disgusting. Oh no. Kevin's not even in the fucking finale.
0: Oh no. That makes me really sad. I didn't realize that. I didn't get it. I got up to like halfway through the season. I'm in the rewatch. I have watched it all. No. Yeah. I'm just. I was prepared for this podcast. I was pre-prepared.
1: <laughs> you? Honestly, I prepared I years ago, actually. It. I thought about watching it again, and I was like, I don't want to.
0: <laughs> no, it's actually really disappointing. I was watching and it And I looked today. inside
1: of myself, and I had a conversation with God, and <laughs> I am like, not gonna. You had a little conference, like little. Oh, man. Oh, it's just so bad. It's like the last season of How Your Mother. It's just like, why would you watch that? Yeah. It's okay.
0: We'll just pretend it uh, doesn't exist. It's and not very canon. Much in favor
1: of that. There you go. They went off the rails with some crazy ass fan fiction in the last. The last. He part really did. Series. All the characters were um were OOC. OOC. <laughs> yes. Flashbacks. Oh my god. <laughs> also, there was a self insert at some point. Probably, yes. It's horrible. <sighs> anyway. Oh, there was a lot of um of of hurt slash comfort. <laughs> oh my god, the children's names were horrible. Yes. That's honestly just a media thing. It's not even a fan fiction thing. It
0: is. a media thing.
1: All the kids. I, 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 we talked about Jake and Amy's yeah. kids' name. Stupid. Which, okay,
0: did you notice that, like, in the series they didn't call him by his name? Which I understand, like, a lot of call times you Mac. don't call the baby by their name. But, like, no, I noticed they would either call him the baby or they'd say, like, him. And they didn't oh, actually th- say Mac that much.
1: I heard them say Mac, and I noticed because every time it sounded uncomfortable, because it's not really a name, and it's not really a natural sound to make, yeah. honestly, unless you're saying, unless it's followed by, and cheese. <laughs> that's a natural sounding, but if you're just saying Mac, it's yeah. like, what? Is that know, sh- it's that's not your child's name. That can't even be your dog's name, because it's not easy to call. Wait till you get hate mail from all the people named Mac. Name him John! <laughs> I can't believe... That they named him after a character. Yeah, it did name him John. McClane, and they named him <laughs> McLean. That's the wrong it was a very one. Strong, nice choice. I, so I stupid. <sighs> and then also, it they would be J and J because it's I Jake that and John. Would have been really sweet. That's adorable. Yeah. That's really cute. Oh my gosh! I actually have this coworker, and I'm not gonna say their real names. Because I told them that we have this podcast, and I'm scared now. <laughs> well, no, I know exactly who it is. Crap. <laughs> but they're, 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 they both, they both of their names start with J, and I think it's really cute, because it can be like, A. Hey,
0: you cute. J, J. You know, J, J. you know it's that, fun. and I won't name it's them fun. either, but like, some people that I'm close with, the kids and the parent all have
1: the same first initial. That's really cute. Yeah, that's really nice. You know, what I think is weird is when, um, oh my God, Soch, Literally, you're gonna have to cut I that. If you might I lose can't, one.
0: Like, I can't. We can't at <laughs> them like that right now. <laughs> <It's so>
1: <laughs> <creepy>. <laughs> oh my God! You know, it's like back in the farm days where if this you is lost an the team, academic podcast. Why name? are we doing this? <laughs> this is serious. I took a detour. <laughs> oh my god! I do think that's weird, though. Anyway, so so what's the scientific diagnosis of doing something like, like that? that? <laughs> Who would do that? I don't Aside from like J- Julius Caesar, he would do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's something he would do. I George Foreman would can't do that. Speak
0: to that, I don't. I don't. Uh, do I really have, have to cut this out? Degree. That's really funny.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! We need to stop. We're we're like we're we're not. We're not being good um, relationship models. Right no, now, yeah, so it's we're getting sh- personal. <laughs> we're, we're, being we're being petty.
1: <laughs> <so>. Yes,
0: <laughs> we're being petty. We're being. What are we being? Contemptuous. Contemptuous. No, we're not criticizing. Stone and Defensive. Yeah, we're, we're criticizing. criticizing. We're, we're straight up criticizing. criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny we're though. We're oh not even God. doing it constructively. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna cut like the last. 15 to 30 minutes
1: (laughs) anyways tune in next week where we'll be going over another couple and another tv show and then after that we just have our final tv show that we are gonna do and then after that we have a special reddit episode and that's gonna be the rest of the lineup for our season two season three we got something exciting coming for you
0: we do it's a secret
1: it is maybe i don't know if we mentioned it at the on the podcast before we might have i i may have said that i was gonna cut it which of course means that it's not gonna get cut okay
0: okay okay thanks bye wait subscribe okay thanks bye